This is a Baby Brunch podcast. A book written by Despina Senatori recently caught my attention. She decided to write a guidebook due to her concern about the youth in our country. And immediately I'm thinking, uh, maybe there's been a book before. You know, I'm sure I came across something. But what grabbed my attention is, is that it's a book that will also apply to, to parents um, because it just says so much about, about where we can be in terms of our careers, mindfulness, about self-affirmations and things that can help us stay mentally sane. I'm inspired by the fact that you also touched on career choices because, like you say in one of your articles, I wish as a teenager someone had guidance for me saying, other than being in marketing, there's a hundred thousand other things that you can become. And even if you don't become any one of them, you can also be an entrepreneur because that's what your book touches on. Welcome to Baby Branch, the parenting series. Thank you, Lana. Tell me about you. So you're a mother of three. Mm, three little people, three and a half year old, a six year old recently turned six and a seven year half year old. So we're currently in grade two, grade R and in play school. Did you always know that you wanted to have three children or was it something that you decided along the way? I always knew I wanted to be a mom. So that was a definite. I am a child of three. Whether we would have three or not, I guess, you know, that was just God's plan. But when we had our second one and my husband was like, that's a two boys. They are quite hectic. <laughs> we're stopping here. I was like, you know, I don't think we're done. Mm. And he was like, well, you know, well, you can't have the third one without me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then I was just, no, I just, there's a feeling in me that says that there's going to be another one. And well, I was right. And it's the best thing ever. But now we're done. Tell me about you working in corporate because you're not working in corporate anymore. No, I started working straight out of school. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I kind of sensed, okay, maybe accounting because I'm good at accountancy and business economics. So I studied through UNISA. So I've been working since I was 18. Then I did my articles, completed those and started working in corporate, stayed in the same organization for 18 and a half years. It's so interesting when I reflect back, looking at, you know, the people around me and looking at who was in the senior roles and kind of accepting that it's always going to be a man. Mm. It's almost like a complacency, almost like this is the status quo and nobody questions it until you get to a point where you do actually start questioning it. So I was very lucky, I would say, in my career. Um, I mean, I did work hard. I mean, it's not only luck, but I I had such a, a work ethic that I did get to a certain level in the organization that was comfortable for me. Mm. And I was surrounded by senior people. So I always worked for senior people. But at some point you get to start asking, there's so many brilliant women in the, in the organization. Why are we not seeing more of them in, higher, in the higher roles? But with that also comes, you know, a lot of insight around what are the messages that women get, not only in corporate, but also as they're growing up and how does that actually affect their professional lives? And then what happens when you become a mom? Mm. So until you actually become a mom, I think you don't realize the impact that it can have on your, on your career. Because at the end of the day, you are making choices and trade-offs. And are you okay with those? And the guilt that comes with, you know, the phone rings and it's the school or it's the play school and it's like your child is sick and now you need to drop everything. 
So the evolution of leaving corporate um, was around personal experience, becoming a mom to three kids in the space of four years, and is there something that I could do to help, essentially? I like how you bring help into your experience with corporate. I'm busy reading a book at the moment, and I don't read often. I love listening to podcasts, and I don't have the time to read. But it caught my attention so much that I'm past page 12, you know? And it talks about how you bring in the principles, the values that you have as a person into the things that you want to do at work and how that becomes purposeful instead mm-hmm. of just chasing money, but all of a sudden you're chasing money and caring about people's mm-hmm. feelings. Or you don't just take and work hard, but you also give while mm-hmm. you are working. And I can see how that has become something that you are doing, especially through Purposeful Women. Tell me about the organization that you started when you left corporate mm. or actually while you were still working for a boss. So I was very lucky to have the boss that I had. When I said to him, I'd like to start an initiative around understanding why it is that there are so few women in leadership. What is it? There must be something. There must be a reason why we get to a certain level and then all of a sudden, you know, we have like a pyramid effect. Mm. It's bottom heavy with women and then you get to the top and then there's just the men. And he was very supportive And it was just really trying to understand from the woman's perspective, what do you think it is? Is it really a glass ceiling or is it a sticky floor? Mm. I ran a workshop. I actually trained up on it. I'm the only certified trainer in the country of a program called Renew You from the UK. And it really is about what is it that's keeping you in your comfort zone? And I think I trained about 100 women in, in the company and they were saying to me, you need to take it outside of this organization. Mm. It's not only for us. You need to help other women. And so my courage came from them. When I started seeing the impact, when, when they would come to me after the workshop and give me a hug and say, thank you so much for helping me see what's holding me back. Um, it almost started something, you know, it's almost like a seed is planted. And on the one hand, you're panicking because you're thinking, I'm going to leave my safety. I'm going to leave my stable income. But the meaning, the purpose that was coming out of what I was doing on that aspect compared to my day-to-day job was just so much of a pull. Um, and so it evolved. So I, I upskilled. I mean, my background is accounting, can't really do much with that in personal <laughs> development. So I did a coaching course uh, through one of the business schools. And I realized then that that is actually the thing that I enjoy doing. It is mm-hmm. around helping people to to reach their potential. So and then it evolved, you know, then you listen to the issues that the moms are having and you realize that there's a gap there. Mm -hmm. There's a struggle transitioning back into the workplace. And I felt it myself transitioning back into the workplace after maternity leave and the emotions that come with that. And then also just, as I said um, earlier, the labels that we give to ourselves or that we attach to ourselves, either from our own self-limiting assumptions or from things that other people say. And we just give so much power to that. And if we can just show the young girls, and that's, I guess, where the book comes in, is to just show the young girls, if you are self-aware and if you are sure about yourself and who you are and you don't compare yourself to others and you don't give power to others over you, that you can become an empowered and confident young woman. But it starts with informing them and helping them and guiding them and coaching them. I love how your research has directed you to our younger women Mm -hmm. and how we can support them. And again, I want to say that there's some older women, and when I say older, I mean 
you're ready to have a baby and you're pregnant and all of a sudden you start questioning, do I have the right tools? Am I going to be the coolest mother ever? Am I going to be a good mother? Mm -hmm. Because even in self, you start doubting whether you have enough to give to a young baby. I love your book approach to young women and teenagers, but I almost want to say while we're talking about it now, that if there's a mom or dad listening and they don't feel strong or enough, first of all, we know you are enough. Mm-hmm. But I want you to pick up this book too because it almost it's, it almost takes you back to your teenagers and go, okay, let's quickly do a quick course on and just remind you that that you are enough mm. so that you can so that you can be okay. Mm. The book is called Soar. Inspiration for your life, career and future. And this is for high school girls. Did you find that the fact that you're coaching adults is because we didn't get it as teenagers? <laughs> Look, a lot of the, the moms who have bought the book have said, I wish I had this book when I was younger. Mm. I think that, you know, information is so powerful. And in the absence of information or the right information, we can't actually make choices, the right choices. So our generation, possibly we made choices because we were pushed in that direction Um more out of that than choice because we didn't have information. We don't have the internet. We don't have information at our fingertips. Um, confidence is a huge thing. I mean, I get it with all my coaching clients. I was having a discussion with a, a, a friend yesterday and she's amazing. She is fantastic. She doubts herself. Mm. You know, and again, when you when you unpack it, it is a lot of stuff that comes from when we were younger. When we were younger. Mm-hmm. And not having, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I didn't have a mom that I could go and speak to mm-hmm. about the stuff that was worrying me because she didn't have the tools to do it either. She was ma- married when she was very young, so she hasn't even gone through those things herself. So who do you speak to when you don't have anyone to speak to? And I'm hoping that, you know, the book will just provide these young girls with information and knowledge and hope around some of the things that they might be grappling with. The book covers so much and paging through it, I was like, wow, I need to, first of all, give this to my teenage daughter. I'm a stepmom. Mm-hmm. And I want to also read through it, not just the careers and the focus that you put on that. And as I'm paging through it, I'll tell you what caught my attention. So, yes, there's role models for a new generation. Love that. What caught my attention were was stuff like mindfulness practices, which is something that we've dealt with before in our podcasts. But in our minds, we think that mindfulness is for adults. Mm. You know, you think that it's for it's for women who have graduated from mm. being teenagers and now we're ready to give birth, you know. And also something like for your life, which is another section in the book, where it deals with something as normal and extraordinary as menstruation and and basics that are explained. Mm. Do you know that, first of all, I want to say two things. Why are we doing teenage business around a parenting podcast that normally does stuff around babies? Because even I've learned that our babies grow. Mm. And if I think of when I met my stepchildren, they were five and six when I met them. And now she's a a young woman. And yes, I'm still young, but I'm raising a teenager. Mm. And, and I, I want knowledge, so I want to pick this up and, and know more or, or be around other women that, that's experiencing the same. And the other thing that I want to say is, is that I look at this and I'm going, oh, okay, 
I haven't gone to the basics in a long while, you know. I want to I want to know again. I want to I want to hold something that's the bible of I don't know teenagers <laughs> to to just know again what it what does it feel like? Mm. What does it feel like to be a teenager and get to know again other than just wearing Tommy Hilfiger, you know? Yes. Like like who am I? I'm very inspired by the book, Thank and that's you. why. Yeah, Thanks. I. I mean, as as I mentioned, my kids are still very small, mm. and I fear them becoming teenagers. Mm. When I hear about what the teens of today are going through, yeah, we didn't have social media. You know, mm-hmm. we compared ourselves to the cover of Cindy Crawford or Iman or whatever yeah. on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. But mm-hmm. once the magazine was out of your sight, yes, you'd think about it, but you're not constantly barraged by all of these images and these messages and mm-hmm. the nastiness. And the mindfulness was just a way to say, if you just, for instance, change your breathing when you are feeling anxious, you can self-regulate. If you are feeling overwhelmed, pick up some coloring in pencils and start coloring in one of the pictures in the book because that will focus your mind. It was just a way of saying there are positive coping mechanisms. And I did have a psychologist vet the mindfulness practices she actually wrote the article on why mindfulness is important and in the UK they've introduced mindfulness in one of the universities because they see that it does make a difference for the girl who doesn't know what she can do to cope it's simple exercises because it's just saying don't worry about the future for now don't worry about the past for now just focus in the now I really, I really am worried about our youth. I really am the cyberbullying, you know. And if they, if we can say like this is a positive coping mechanism, you know, listen to music, but listen to the words, listen to how it moves you, listen, you know, be in the present moment as opposed to going to drugs or going to alcohol, which can make permanent damage. So it is very simple mindfulness, but I think you know if you look at the research, it it does make a difference. It can be helpful. For life is one of the topics that you discuss. Take me through that. Why did you touch in your book on menstruation, depression, mm. bullying, having courage, which is mm. one of the affirmations that I teach my daughters. I always say, we're not scared, we're courageous. <laughs> <laughs> and they say it like that. <laughs> Kindness, mm. which goes a long way. Mm. And respect. Why was that important for you to bring into the handbook? I think you need to change the title of your book. To what? It can't be called sore. <laughs> it should be like the handbook every teenager should hold in there. I don't know. Apparently it was a mouthful because initially it didn't have sore. It was just called Inspiration for Your Life Career and Future for High School Girls. And they were like, no, no, no. It's you too need, long. It's too long. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, it's going to help them soar. So that's why I'm going to call it sore. <laughs> Beautiful. So... I was very particular about the articles that I included. The menstruation basics was really around telling girls, because there are countries and cultures that tell girls that when you have your period, you are dirty, Mm. that there's something wrong with you. Um, I remember growing up, my mom used to tell me, you can't wash your hair when you have your period. I remember. And I'm like, but why? Why? But what is the theory behind it? Like, where's the facts that says you cannot wash your hair? She didn't know because that's what she was told, obviously. Mm. And just to tell them and to show the girls that what you are going through is perfectly normal. There Mm. is nothing wrong Wrong with you. Mm -hmm. This is you growing up and becoming a woman. But understand that there is care that goes around 
having a period. There's also dangers. These are the things that you need to look out for. Mm. Um, for a girl who's who's living in a village in, I don't know, Mpumalanga or in one of these, you know, far-flung places away from any doctors that might be around the corner, understand that if you are bleeding for more than five days and it's heavy, there's something wrong. You need to get help. So or ask get, questions. Or ask questions. Yeah. So it's just around that at very high level care and whatnot. But I just thought it was so important to let them understand that there's nothing wrong with them. Why is kindness important to you? Because there's so much of it needed. I, you know, when I hear about bullying, especially, I don't understand it. I don't understand why if you can choose to be nice or mean, you choose to be mean. And you get so much more pleasure out of being kind and doing kind things to others. And you don't know what that one act of kindness can do for somebody else. Um, and research shows, you know, daily, daily acts of kindness, random acts of kindness, gratitude, mindfulness, all of these things can actually help in creating happiness in you. So it's not going to be by the time I have this job or by the time I have more money, I'm going to be happy. It's in the moment now that you can do small things that don't cost any money that will make you happy, but will have such a huge impact on somebody else. Um, I want the kids to, to have a choice and to choose kindness. Um, and just by showing them that if you do something simple as including somebody at school who's been excluded, it will make the world of difference to them. You don't know where they're sitting on that precipice of suicide or depression. And just making one little gesture can have such a huge impact. So that's the kindness part. The bullying part, I mean, yeah, it just, it, it, I don't get it, you know. What does your book cover on bullying? So just essentially to understand that if you're being bullied, it's not about you. It really isn't. And, you know, any psychologist that you speak to will tell you it's really about the other person. They're trying to make themselves feel better by making you feel small. And to let them know the person who is being bullied, the child that is being bullied, that it's not about them. It's about the other person. And if they can have the courage to just say, you know, I'm sorry you're going through whatever you're going through, but I'm not going to let you take my power away or I'm not going to let you minimize me. As soon as you stand up to them, according to research, according to psychologists, that's when the bully will back off. So covering things like also social media cyberbullying, understand that if you do certain things, there are consequences and some of it some of it can be criminal. You can be charged as a criminal at 14 years old in this country. Therefore, we stay away from social media. Exactly. I have another young lady in my studio and that's why <laughs> she just she just copied my 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 you see you read my lips. You stay away from <laughs> I like the career focus in the book. Hmm. So let's quickly touch on that. I mean, I'm holding the book as we speak. Why is it important for us to see all these careers that you list in front of me? Mm. And I mean, I know the answer for me. I remember being a young woman and then being already employed and being in radio and television thinking, which other careers would I want to pursue, you know? And then you almost get stuck because exactly. you don't know of any others. Exactly. Right? Yeah. When I was in discussions with uh, somebody who deals with or well, who works with young women in, in the communities around puberty education, and he said to me, you know, um, sometimes we even do a career discussion with the young girls. And I was like, interested. And I said to him, please tell me more. And he said, you know, sometimes girls are only aware. Well, a lot of girls are only aware of five different careers. Mm. 
and my jaw must have dropped because I couldn't believe that in the day and age of information at your fingertips, that girls are still in a position that I was 25 years ago where I had no idea what was out there. So again, you're asked to make a choice about the future of your life, but you don't have the information. So you might be good at geography, for instance, and biology and not maths and science. And now you think that because you don't do maths and science or because you're not good at maths and science, now all of your career aspirations of becoming a doctor or a scientist have been, you know, they've just been vanished and you feel hopeless. But if you knew that there were other careers out there that were aligned to your interests and to the subjects that you are interested in, then it just opens up a whole new world of possibilities. And it was so important for me to make these girls realize that, yes, I've only covered 50 in the book. There are so many more, but they are varied. I've included aeronautical engineer, but I've included a chef. Mm. I've included a makeup artist. You know, you don't have to even um, go and study for it. If you're really good at already applying makeup, you could actually do a little side hustle and earn money on the side. So there's just so many different careers out there that I wanted to open their eyes up to and to get them curious. For me, being curious about what's out there is so important. And can we create some curiosity in our youngsters that they then have an interest in going to find out more? And I've even said it in the book, you know, this is not exhaustive, but it's opening your eyes, it's creating curiosity. You need to go and do the rest of the work. I'm amazed that someone who in corporate has gone on to create an organization is also preaching entrepreneurship. And it's not often that I meet people who are employed or who used to be employed that preaches entrepreneurship. (laughs) And so it's something that I picked up in the book. And, you know, I worked for an organization recently where they actually had a look at people who study Mm. and people who out of school became entrepreneurs. And one of the things that they've noticed is, is that people with a degree does not always get a job or earn really well. Mm. But an entrepreneur, if they had the confidence, like most entrepreneurs that are really successful, they could mimic that and become really wealthy. And so I want to ask, having listed all these careers in guiding our youngsters, Mm. why is entrepreneurship so important to you? For those reasons that you've listed, it's it's not to say that because you don't go to university, you're not going to be a success. There is another route. There is another option. You know, when we do coaching, we always say, well, what are the options available to you um, to open the mind? And again, it's, it's around saying to them, if you see a gap in your community, you know, maybe there's a gap for tutoring a subject that you are very good at and starting there and charging like 20 rand or whatever it is, you're already becoming an entrepreneur. You're creating an entrepreneurial mindset. And I think where we are going and where we are in our country at the moment, we need to cultivate this entrepreneurial mindset. In our youth, it doesn't mean to say that because you go to university or college, you are going to be a success. But it also doesn't mean that if you don't go, you're going to be a failure. And and it also goes back to, you asked me, why did I include courage in the book? As young girls, especially, we are told that we cannot take risks. Don't climb the tree. Young girls don't do that. Mm. You know, don't do this because you're a girl. And so we don't take risks. We don't try new things. And it's just saying, take that step. Be courageous because courage and confidence are are almost interlinked. The more you do something, and it goes with me as well. I hated public speaking. I never, ever saw myself 
being a facilitator or somebody standing up on on stage and doing talks because it was never in me. I was never, that was my label. I'm not a good public speaker. But with courage, the courage that the woman in my organization gave me to say, Debs, you need to take this out of the organization. And then pushing myself to do it over and over and over again, the confidence grows. And to say to the young girls, you might be scared of trying something, but just try it and try it again and again until eventually you get to the part where you're confident enough to do it, but also confident enough to fail and pick yourself up again. And entrepreneurship, I think, is that. It's about trying things, knowing that you've got an idea or a, t- or a product that will make a difference in the community. It doesn't mean that you're a failure if you don't have a degree or a piece of paper. There are options available. Additional resources in this book includes how to find the right career, also the difference between a university and a technical college, which is something that we don't always think about. Hey, So people go, oh, you need to go and study, and you go, but where? Mm. Becoming an entrepreneur? getting the job, and then also being a responsible digital citizen. Mm. Stay off social media. <laughs> Young women, stay es- off. Essentially. Yeah, she, see, she keeps saying it after me. <laughs> stay off social media. <laughs> you didn't come alone today. No, I didn't. Who did you bring with you? I brought one of the young ladies who are featured in the book. Her name is Linda, and she is an aeronautical engineer. I don't know what an aeronautical engineer does, and that is why I'm going to read SOAR. Inspiration for your future career, life, and also the fact that it's for high school girls. Linda Ngozwana. Yes. Okay. Tlala eh Joe Bengok by the Kaiser Eastern Cape. Okay. And Umama Yak, Mamsa Eastern Cape. Okay. Not that. Bunny. Igamalak. Lulama. Ah, Lulama. Yeah. Hi. And I now you hear my chair. <laughs> I want your mom to listen to this. Yes. Because if you were my daughter, I would be really proud. I don't know why I'm getting so emotional mm. seeing you. Because you could be anyone. You could be my cousin. You could be a little girl I raised. You're young and beautiful, Thank big you. hair, lots of makeup. Thank you. You, you're stunning. Thank you so much. You are featured in this book, and I want to know about you because under careers, our young women need to be inspired. And you know what? We as moms need to be inspired because sometimes we need to remind ourselves that we can still be young because our hearts stay the same. Just our skin's getting older, you know? Yeah. And there's a chance and opportunity for us to start over too at some stage. What do you do for a living? Right now I work as an engineer at Philips. Um, but as a professionally, I am an aeronautical engineer. An aeronautical engineer is um, an engineer that builds aircraft or anything that flies. I usually say anything that flies because it's not just aircraft. So it's drones, it's UAVs, it's spacecraft. Also, you can build a drone? I can design one. <laughs> Isn't she awesome? I can design one. I'll give you the design tomorrow if you want. Just give me the space. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I definitely don't have the cash to afford it. <laughs> How did it go from the Eastern Cape get to Varsity to Wits? For my first few years, I got a bursary from the Department of Transport. So what happened was, I was just applying for bursaries, and then eventually I got Department of Transport, and then. After a while, then my parents had to end up paying for that. 
but also um, there are many other bursaries, but it just depends which engineering you do. Um, so with me, I chose aeronautical engineering. It was actually by sort of luck. I have like an analytical mind, so I knew I was going to be an engineer, but I wanted mechanical first. And then when I was applying, I saw aeronautical. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And then when I read up on the stats and everything, I'm like, there's not enough women in this. So why can't mm-hmm. I merge? go into this and then that's where the passion just came I was like okay maybe maybe aeronautical engineering and it yeah and I graduated last year um, in March last year and it was very very exciting Um, it was tough it was very tough but um, I think for me I wanted it so bad that I was like I can't stop I have to finish and it was such a great achievement or like fulfillment when you stand on that graduation stage like I did this. You did it. Well, you did it. Yes, I did. I get a hundred emails of people saying, I'm hungry to work in broadcasting. I really want to do this. How do you apply for a bursary? For bursaries specifically in aviation? Or any other one. I mean, did you look for it online? It was sort of like sent to me um, because I was, that was like 2011. Mm -hmm. That's when I did my matric. Right now, with the access of the internet, that's so broad. So you can literally, there's portals where they say bursaries or scholarships for certain, whatever field you want to go into. Um, But specifically for aviation, you look at the companies that would um, employ people in aviation. So your CAAs, your Danal, and yeah, so different aviation companies. So that's what I would suggest for someone who wants to go into university and needs a scholarship. Look at the companies that you would potentially work for when you're done. Usually they have like a scholarship or bursary fund. And what's nice is also they have VAC work for you so you can build your um, experience as well while VAC you study. VAC work, that's right. <laughs> Some, is this now work in the holidays, like vacation? Yes, yes. VAC work. <laughs> Did you hear that, okay? How old are you? 26. You are so beautiful. Thank you so much. I would imagine that as someone who wants to learn and pursue any career, you need to be available. How do you keep yourself motivated as a young woman to, to let people know I'm available and I'm keen, I'm keen to work? Because your keenness, your, your aspiration of being seen got you to meet our author that we're speaking to today. So what I find that um, something I find that helps is networking. Literally put yourself out there. Like I get, sometimes I get invited to events where it's just like corporations, like businesses. Mm. So what I've learned is coming out of my shell. Because when I was growing up, I was very shy. But now I'm like, you need to get yourself out there. You need to be mm. known. So what I, um, I find that um, just introducing myself, telling what, where you're from, what you do, what you would like to do, it just sparks enough interest for someone to give you their contact details or their email. Um, so just be visible, especially in the circles that you want to be in. So I get invited to a lot of like aviation stuff, a lot of engineering, women in engineering, women mm. in STEM. So STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and maths. Um, so I get invited to a lot of those things. So Despina found me on LinkedIn. I think I posted a picture of my graduation and it, that got a lot of traction because, I mean, it's a black girl and aeronautical engineer. What? 
<laughs> Even I say what? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you walked in here and I was like, what? Okay. And the name is confusing because Linda, so you might think it's not specifically a black girl. And you're like, oh, it's a no, black girl. Um, listen, when I saw Ngozwana, I was like, she's from the Eastern Cape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it got a lot of traction on LinkedIn. And I also got like interviews on TV last year. So it's just literally use also use the platforms that are available mm-hmm. like linkedin like your facebooks like your instagrams you don't know who's looking you don't know who's looking yeah i love that you okay. don't know your image is very important um as a person like just building your brand and making sure what your like your niche what you want to be known for mm-hmm. people know about it it's out there you post pictures about you partying friday night with your friends no, no, oh, you don't no. want to be known for that. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, no. post pictures with your bae. <laughs> or maybe you can post it, but like block out your despinas and your lawners. I don't think they want to know about that. I definitely don't want to know about that. <laughs> yeah. What makes you excited for the future? What makes me excited is the change that is happening. Books like Saw make you realize there's so much more. First of all, it makes you realize there's so much more in the world. Secondly, it makes you real. It makes young girls know that they can be anything they want to be. And representation is so important. So if you go through the book, you'll see it's girls, but it's girls from all races. It's mm-hmm. girls from different ages. So you're saying you see a colored girl, and you're saying that could be me. It's me. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. And that literally changes your mindset from a young age. I can be an astronaut. I can mm-hmm. be anything literally that I want to be. So that gives me so much excitement mm-hmm. that in 15 years time, seeing a girl being a mechanic for a Boeing 747, it's not going to be like, what? It's going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, of course she is one. What else could she be? You know, it's not like because now there's a lot of stereotypes Mm. based on race, based on gender. So, yeah, that's a change I'm excited about. I'm glad that I will be part of making that change. You gave me goosebumps because I'm raising daughters and it's exciting to see that that I'm not their only role model and that they're going to be looking up to you because they look like you. (laughs) And you've got their eyes and mouth and teeth (laughs) <laughs> and they're going to they're going to look to people in in your book and hopefully not to an article that I saw this morning I just saw one now again on drug use amongst teenagers and on unkindness in the world you know it's it's things that we don't want for for our children or for ourselves because drugs is not a teenage problem only it's also a mom problem and a dad problem and a problem in in this world. Linda, you you are something else. What's your last bit of advice to to women and to our youth? To young women who who needs hope, who wants to be inspired? Mm-hmm. Because you wrote this book. You wrote a guide to inspire and to empower and to motivate and to imagine. It's mm-hmm. all those yummy words. I love the word imagine. <laughs> So there's a reason, obviously, as I said, I mean, this is really thought out, well thought out. In corporate, it's you look up and you say, I can't be her if I can't see her. Hmm. Okay, so what does a female in leadership look like? 
if I can't see one. And it was so important for me, like in corporate, what I did is that I actually found the senior woman and I said to them, come and share your stories mm-hmm. with the young grads and with the woman in middle management because they need to see that it is possible. And what they saw were very different women, very unique, sharing their stories about being moms or not moms. You know, you make a choice. You want to be a mom. You don't want to be a mom. But that they did it. And it was so important for me to put role models in the book. Number one, the students that I approached, the recent grads, because I wanted them to be relatable. You know, I could have spoken about being an accountant, but I'm not there anymore. I don't know what it's like to be in high school anymore. I have a vague memory of what it was, but it's changed. Mm. Um, To include a brewmaster and a shipbuilder who are the first in the country, first African woman in South Africa to be a brewmaster and a shipbuilder. And to say that that could be you. So to give them hope that they can be anything they want to be and to not limit themselves by what society says, what your culture says, or what anybody says that you can and cannot do. And for the women who are already working to say that don't limit yourself because now you are 43 or 45 or 50 because we are living longer. I mean, the research is there. We are living longer. You know, we are not only going to (laughs) have one career and it's Mm. never too late. Mm. You know, I left corporate after 18 and a half years, financial services, 24 years, and I'm doing something that I'm really passionate about and that I love. Mm. It's not to say that this is the only thing that I'm going to do. And I, I think it's about being curious, never stop learning and be a lifelong learner. There's so much out there. I'm so excited. I always worry that I don't have enough time to read all the books that I want to and to learn all the things that I want to, but to also then impart that with somebody else Mm. because that's how we are going to teach our girls. You know, um, Linda is going to be a mentor. You know, that's what she now has to do. She needs Mm. to pay it forward. We have to be the example. Yes, this book covers girls, but I am busy with a boys book as well because I worry that we're leaving our boys behind. That's the most important message of this cast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel so much. <laughs> Linda, talking about paying it forward and, and I want to say this, do not forget about the Lindas of this world that looks like they are thriving because she also needs support. You still need support, okay? Yes. So don't just give back. You also need us to support you. Yes. But how are you supporting others? Are there are organizations that you support at the moment? Yes. So I, currently I volunteer for Girls Fly program in Africa. It is founded by a pilot who has been flying for 15 plus years. So we try to encourage girls to take up careers in aviation and in STEM. We try to give them support because what we find is that when you're in aviation, it, it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Just the studying or just becoming a pilot, it costs a lot of money. Plus, after that, the support in terms of finding jobs and all of that. So that's what we try to do as an organization. And where can we find out more about about the organization that you're volunteering for? So we are on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, What's the Facebook. Name? It's GFPA Foundation. The website is www.gfpafoundation.org. Ladies, this has been an eye-opener. May this podcast inspire every woman every every mom, every teenager. I hope you're listening, okay? Purposefulwomen.co.za. Check out them too because this is where Despina Senatore also spreads her wings and flies. See what I did there? I see, I, I see what you did. <laughs> and inspires women through coaching and personal development and literally how to think. 
The book is called Soar. 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 An eagle. S-O-A-R. See, I say dua. So soar. <laughs> the book is called Soar uh, by Despina Senatore, who decided to help us out today. Thanks Thank for coming. You. Thank you very much.